Hey guys, welcome to the Evolve Pugilist. We're looking at episode 10, and today we've got our very first um, special guest, a veteran in terms of the world of MMA, um, who's fought 37 times with a record of 22 wins, 13 losses, two draws. This is our first guest, and I'd like to say that because he's from Leicester, it's a big honor for us to have him on the show, Andre Winner. Welcome to the show, Andre. Hey, thank you very much. You're welcome, man. Um, so today, what we're going to be doing is just talking to you about your career in terms of being in MMA. Yeah. You know, we know that you was part of the uh, team Roughhouse, um, one of the, the originals, um, yeah. you know, still kicking about with Dan Hardy and a few notable others, Paul Semtex Daily, Jimmy Judo Boyd, um, yeah. so a couple of those guys. Um, some of the questions that we've got, we had asked by the, um, the listeners, okay. through a few questions through Instagram, um, a couple of them through WhatsApp as well, as soon as I found out that you were coming on the show, they were super stoked and excited, <laughs> as were we in terms of knowing that we were able to get you on the show, so it's a, a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much. I think one thing that I want to uh, note before we carry on is that record, you didn't lose any of your fights via KO or TKO. Was that something that you've always been kind of proud of? Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, obviously, I've been stopped three times, all to chokes. Yep. But um, up until, I mean, I kind of prided myself on um, obviously not being stopped and stuff like that, but I've been stopped three times with chokes. But yeah. Never been knocked out or anything like that. I've only been dropped twice in my life. Once was embarrassingly to um, Dennis Silver. Jimmy always rips me about it. So that yeah. I got um, taken down like a sniper had shot me in the back <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't see the punch whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I went forward, throwing a combination that I shouldn't have been throwing. I ran into a left hook and I didn't see it and it just stunned me. Yeah. But that was the first time I've heard um, that I was dropped. And the second time was in sparring. I took a good uh, knee to the face. So, well, where was I've that? Never been knocked out or anything like that. Where was that? Is that the where you trained in? Um, I trained in Long Eaton. Yeah. Um, down at Fourth Dimension. Yeah. And um, I was sparring with one of the guys, and he was southpaw, and he threw a one-two, and then um, a kick off the rear side, and I tried to parry the one-two and go underneath the one-two, and then yeah, yeah. go for the takedown, and I've run into the knee. Oof. So that put me down for a second. But you got back up. Yeah, yeah I carried always. on sparring. <laughs> nice. And then nice. it wasn't until about um, a round or two later, I realised I had a bit of double vision. I thought, <laughs> you know what, I need to stop. Is that where you had the Rocky moment where you listened to Mickey and so hit the one in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I said, I need to stop. <laughs> no, but that's wicked. Um, but in terms of your MMA record breakdown, in terms of your wins, you won four of them by knockout, four of them by submission, 14 of them by decision. Um, do you feel that you could have finish more of your fights via knockout. Oh, um, hell yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm very... Um, look, I'm happy with my career and all that kind of stuff, but at the same time, I know I can hit well with my right hand, especially. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's frustrating that I've not got a whole lot more knockouts um, on my record. But that's just part of, I think, experience. Yeah. Um, that's one of the main things that I wish I had more of before I got into MMA, a bit more experience. So I was a little bit more settled. And um, yeah, um, just um, not always fighting so safe and just letting go a little bit more and just going out there and fighting and, and letting things go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than um, 
trying to do everything perfectly or not um, or waiting for the right moment all the time because sometimes you have to force things you have to make things mm. happen you can't always wait on it and um, yeah so, so so sometimes it's a little bit frustrating that I've not got more knockout, knockouts on the record but it's what it is but I think even though your record it's still respectful I mean when people look at your record 22 wins 13 losses yeah two draws you know that's that's something that people can scream and shout about if it was the other way around obviously you'd be like no nah, don't talk about that uh, <laughs> and avoid it but i mean that's respectful so um you know even if you look at the other fighters that are now you know doing the analytics side of things at the ufc all of them similar records dan hardy he's got similar record to yourself hasn't he yeah i mean look you can't go through mma and uh, well very few people go through mma that are going to be undefeated yeah i mean some of the greats don't have the best records. I mean, you're fighting good guys absolutely all the time. So, um, and um, that's one of the things that um, makes MMA so great yeah. compared to not shitting on boxing or anything like that. But I mean, look at Tommy Fury's last fight when he's fighting. So, I, I think the guy was 0-14 or yeah. something ridiculous against an up-and-comer. You just don't, you don't really get that in MMA. Yeah, you get competitive absolutely. fights, and they match it up quite evenly as well at times, don't they? Rather than putting yeah. the top fighter against the lowest fighter. Yeah, you don't really do so, that. You know, yeah. what I mean, it's um, like I say, is is better matchups, is more competitive. I mean, if you go out there and you knock somebody out quick and in the fight it looks yep. one-sided, yeah, 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 that's whatever it is. But on paper, they try and do it as fair as they can. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, no wicked. You've been around on the promotion scene for quite some time, haven't you, in terms of yeah. when you first started, it was 2004, um, wrapped up in 2019. But, they, you know, just a few kind of promotions that you fought on, House of Pain, FX3, where you, you actually held the lightweight belt, yeah. Cage Rage, Cage Warriors, um, and then Tough, Season yeah. 9. Tell us a little bit more about Season 9. Uh, what, were, what were the guys like? I mean, I think other names that were on there, Alex Reed. Is he yeah. as bonkers as everyone thinks he is? Uh, Alex Reed's safe as fuck, man. Yeah, yeah he's cool, man. Like, I mean, it's not like I know Alex Reed on, on like a tight level where yeah, I've yeah. got his phone number and uh, hey, Alex, you want to go for a pint or some shit? Yeah. But um, it was cool. What was it like with the rest of the guys in the house having um, everyone with the testosterone and stuff? Yeah, like um, Dean, Nick, Ross, we all knew we'd all trained together. Yeah. So you already got like a, a small group in there. That's like half the team in there already. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the same team yeah and then you had jeff lawson who i'd previously fought so i already knew jeff a little bit um and you beat him didn't you yes yeah didn't want to say that but you did that's all right (laughs) and then um you had a couple of the other boys from up north um yeah like stapes yeah um yeah dave so yeah everyone was cool man everyone got along real well and uh we gelled really easy yeah, yeah so um great bunch of guys and a very um uh, it's a great memory to have yeah definitely and i think that's something that kind of got you out there in terms of your name on the scene oh yeah the definitely yeah um but in, in terms of team uk versus team us there, there's obviously some pranks that they kind of throw out there with um as be you're coaching to be honest with you, ours was very tame compared to other seasons i yeah, thought yeah. there was going to be a load of mad shit going on but ours was very tame yeah like i said um our team got along great there was no real um animosity with the US guys yeah. it was all cool they had a little bit of a segregation within their own team yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a couple of guys that you know didn't get along well with each other but we got along great with ourselves and all of them to yeah, be honest yeah. with you so it never really got out of hand or even that wild yeah, yeah. and some of the other ones are Bama Global Warrior Challenge um, KSW so a lot of the European promotions as well yeah um, in, in terms of your your most memorable um whilst you've been in all those promotions 
are there any of those fights that kind of stand out to you in terms of what you, you always kind of reminisce about? Um, I mean, there was Rob Sinclair in Bama 10 um, where he was going for the lightweight oh, yeah. belt. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, the last 10 seconds you dropped him, didn't you? Yeah. Do you think you could have, you know, another five seconds, do you think you could have won that and got the title? Uh, or do you think maybe, you did win it? Um, I, 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 I thought I did enough in... I thought I did enough in the fight to uh, maybe get the nod, but, you know, it was a close fight. He, he did what he had to do. Yeah. Uh, going into that fight, I had a, um, a badish knee injury, okay, which kind of held me back from doing a lot of things. Um, at that time, because um, I got cut from the UFC and then I signed with Bama and then um, I had... Um, two fights pretty close. Um, yeah. I think one was in like September and then one was in either December. Oh yeah, in December, I think maybe November, mm -hmm. December around then. And I think I was meant to fight Rob in February. And at this time as well, I was training with my boy Emerson, but um, he got locked up. So um, he used to coach out of- um, Emerson George? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, boxing coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, Embo got locked up and then um, Chris kind of took over. Chris Pyatt took over with me on the pads. Yeah. And um, Chris is one of the best coaches I've ever worked with, but it took me a, a while to really um, understand the stuff that he was training, even though in my head, yes, I was hearing it, but to really like put it into practice and start to implement it and start to yep. feel it when I'm sparring and fighting, it took me a while. Yeah. And um, at this time I was um, training with Chris and then my brother Mikey was coming down to the gym afterwards and doing my um, kickboxing work with me. Yep. And at that time as well, I was training at um, Victor's, uh, Victor Steamers, Gracie Bar in Nottingham. Yep. And it's probably one of the times where I felt the most progression in my training. And it was just unfortunate that I hurt my knee before that fight because I could feel myself getting better and better and better. Mm. And um, like six weeks before the fight at Victor's, um, I, I popped my knee. Uh, so I, I tore my medial ligament and I tore a bit of cartilage as well, okay. my meniscus. And... Um, basically the fight was meant to happen in february and then it kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed and then it didn't happen until i think september or something like that so yeah. all this time i've been training for it training for it training for it and it was just getting stretched out and then i ended up hurting it six weeks before the fight and it was pretty bad so literally for that fight all i did was swim yep and i didn't even swim properly just like treading water and uh, just got out to the boxing gym and for the first like maybe three weeks I couldn't even stand because I'm an orthodox fighter but I couldn't even stand with uh, my left leg forward because I, I hurt my right knee Got you. so I couldn't push from my back leg yep. I had to stand southpaw and that's why I started to really learn how to um, box southpaw as well so there's a blessing with it as well absolutely and um, yeah through that um, like for the first few weeks there wasn't really much I could do so yeah. stand on the spot hit the pads hit bags I couldn't roll I couldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. really do much with it so on one side of things, I was pleased with myself because I went for a bad injury and um, yeah, I couldn't do any wrestling, couldn't do any jits, literally just all I did was a bit of boxing on the pads you still went and a distance, bit of swimming, though. yeah. So I still went out there and I made it a close fight. Absolutely. I thought, I personally, I watched it last night. Yeah. I thought you won it. Um, on the flip side of things, I'm disappointed with myself Yep. because... I made the fight. I did everything I needed to do to make the fight the fight that I needed to do to win it. Yeah. I kept it standing. I kept it boxing, and I kept the pressure. I just think that I needed to be a little bit more active. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, so on one side of things, I was happy with it because the injury that I went through yeah. and the, 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 the limits I had with my training. Of course. And I think I was able to be as fit as I, as I was and to be able to do as good as I did do because of all the hard training I had done before. Yeah. And it kind of stayed with me a little bit. Um, but like I say, on the, on the flip side, I was disappointed with myself because I did everything that I needed to do to, to make it my fight to win. Yeah. But I wasn't as, um, I didn't secure it enough yeah. to show to the judges, right, that was my fight. Yeah, I won course. that fight. But I mean, what were you saying to him, you know, during the rounds where he was kind of circling around you? You wanted it in the middle, didn't you? Wow, I was just like, fuck it, come on, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's, that's the, you know, the name of the game. You, know, you want to kind of stay there and trade. But, you I, know. Was very, um, I was very determined in my, in my brain. There's sometimes when you go out and fight and you think, uh, oh, I don't know, today it could be, I don't know, or whatever happens, happens yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And then sometimes you've been training and you're just so focused that, fuck this, it's my night tonight, I'm having it. You, you know, and no matter what you hit me with, no matter what you throw, I'm walking through it and yeah. I'm going to fuck you up. This, that's so, what it looked like. You looked like fucking Terminator going so, through this. Yeah, so things, I so. was very determined in my brain yeah, yeah. that no matter what happened, I'm just going forward. And um, for the most part with, um, I think most fights, I can fight sometimes on the back foot and I can fight going forward sometimes. But I think for me, I probably do best when I just throw myself in the fire yeah. and just, just get going. And it's not easy work, it's hard work. You're going to get hit, you're going to take shots and everything. But I should rely a little bit more on my toughness and that cardio to um, a little bit of will over skill. Yeah. There. Sometimes I think I do better if I just start fast rather than feeling the fight out. Because mm -hmm. sometimes, a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes in my career, I'd lost fights earlier on where um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I started too late in the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I felt out round one. Round two, I started coming back into it, but I didn't quite do enough. Round three, I'm winning, yep. but I've not put him away, and then I've lost a fight. Got you. So there's a good few fights in my career where that happened to me. So I think a lot of the times, you just got to be mentally on it from the get-go, yeah. and that's what I lack mainly. Yeah. Sometimes I'm hot, sometimes I'm cold. Most of the time hot, yeah? Well, I don't know. I'd say most <laughs> of the time. I see myself as a big underachiever, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know what I'm capable of. Like I said about the um, stoppages in fights, I know I can hit well with my right hand. Mm. Um, so to me, I'm a, I see myself as a big underachiever. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not, um, it doesn't burn me or anything like Absolutely. that either. Yeah, because yeah. Um, everyone's, you're, where, you're all in the position that you're meant to be, you know. You are where you are. So, you know what I mean? I had my opportunity. It is what it is. But I'm glad that I know these things and I can pass it on to somebody else. Absolutely. Now, well, what's it like in terms of training with Dan Hardy, Paul Semtex, um, Daly and Jimmy Judo Walled? What are those guys like in training, training with them and all the rest of it and the rest of the team, Rough House crew? Oh, man, it was great days, man. Yeah. It was a blessing because I, I couldn't think of uh, better training partners I could have had, yeah. to be honest with you. Um when we first started training, Dan was always a nightmare. I remember Dan put me down with a knee one time. Oh God, man, I couldn't get my gum shield out quick enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I've always said like my two favorite training partners were um, Paul and Jimmy yeah. because they were so well-rounded. I mean, Paulie don't always get the credit for his wrestling and stuff like that, but um, you know what I mean? He can wrestle, Jimmy can wrestle, 
Uh, we can grapple. They, they can strike. They're all that bit bigger than me as well. So yep. it was always, um, you know, hard work for me. But if I knew if I could hang with these guys, then of a lightweight, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could hang with. And um, they're great training partners, great lads. More than training partners, good friends. Yeah. Definitely. And what about your time when you was at Leicester Shoot Fighters? I know you've um, helped the likes of Ranjit Barrier and all the rest of them um, yeah. getting into the MMA scene. So um, are you still in contact with them? Do you still help yeah, them? Yeah, I still chat with um, Jake, Liam, Ranj. I train with Liam on quite a regular basis. Yep. Jakey as well, Ranj as well. Um, Paul Barnes, good, good friend of mine. Yep. Um, we all train together. I mean, I'm not a Leicester Shoot. Obviously, we've got our own place down yep. at Cuba Gym, but... Um, yeah, I, I get along with, obviously, they're, they're my boys. We only went out for some food the other week. Um, yeah, yeah. It was Liam's birthday. Had a few drinks and a joke and that. But, um, yeah, I see the boys on a regular basis. Wicked. Cool. So I'm going to pass you over to Pac, who's got a couple of questions um, with regards to the start of your career. Um, and progressively, we're going to kind of talk about your coaching element. So yeah. there's a little bit of a timeline um, in terms of how these questions flow. But, again, some of those questions have been asked by some of the listeners as well. Yeah. Um, so over to Pac. Yeah, Dre. So I wanted to ask before... Ask the questions. You know the fight with C four. If you yeah. could redo it, would you go to the ground earlier? Because I know it was in the last ten seconds where, you know I me. Mean? Uh, but if you I could would, redo um, it, I would have just. Um, if I knew what I knew now, obviously it's all hindsight's a great thing. But if I could redo the fight, then um, would you change anything basically? Because I know obviously you no, wanted keep, you wanted I'd, it standing. I'd keep it a so. similar fight. I'd keep it striking, and um, I just stick to what I do best. A lot of times. Um, it's great to have diversity when you mm. fight, you know, be able to take the fight to the ground, keep it standing if you want. But like I said, a lot of the times I think um, people try and change too much. There isn't too many champions that I see that um, have to change themselves too much for other fighters. There's always other guys, how do I deal with this guy? Yeah. And I think it's just about me being the best I can be. Of course, yeah, yeah. So, and what I do best, I think, is push forward. Like I said, use that toughness, use that pressure, use my speed. I do well when I'm in that mid-range, long to mid-range boxing range. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I do best with. So I can drop drop in and out well. Um, what you know in it, basically. Yeah, so, yeah, what I do best. So I think if I was to do it again, I'd fight a similar fight, but I'd just do it better. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay, so first question is, um, when did you move to Leicester from Grenada? I think it was 1988 or 1989. I can't remember exactly. I think it was 88, I think. It was October 88. Okay, how old was you then? I think I was seven, ten, and eight. Okay. What ends did you move to? Um, we lived on Elizabeth, Elizabeth Street from like, from then <laughs> to like two thousand and something, like okay. a good twenty years. So yeah, yeah. St. Saviour's Road around the Spinel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, second question: uh, Why and when did you get involved in martial arts? So I'd always been interested in martial arts from watching Kung Fu movies and Van Damme movies, Standard, Jackie yeah. Chan, shit like that. Um, and uh, I loved comics. I still do. I still watch cartoons. Okay. And um, I always wanted to be like a real life superhero. Um, I remember years ago, you know, when you had video box and, you know, shops like yeah, that, yeah, you, course, video, yeah. you go in there and you see all the UFC one and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wonder if my dad would let me um, rent this. <laughs> Obviously he didn't. But, um, was that Catherine Street video box? No, the one I used to go to was in Rowlett's Hill. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so I saw these, um, I saw these things, and I remember people talking about it. And um, it wasn't until I didn't get into, I was kind of like self-taught to be honest with you, because we used to watch these movies. Mm. 
then me and my brothers, obviously see my older brother will do some training. So then I wanted to start training and then I got a little bit more into the fitness and then we started buying our own pads, our own gloves and just doing our own little bits. And it wasn't until I was about 16, 15 or 16, I started um, karate at Leicester Kyokushin, just across the road. Yeah. Um, I did that for a couple of years and then um, I just did my own thing for a little while. And then it wasn't until... Um, I met a pal, John Deacon, and we went. I went with him to help out. I left to shoot, hold some pads one time, and that's where I met um, Dan and Paul. Mm-hmm. And I, I was about 22, I think, 23, around that kind of age. And that was my real kind of first looking at um, like MMA or grappling. Mm. Well, obviously, I'd done a bit of karate, a little bit of boxing, and, you know, did my own thing. So was you always in shape, ready to kind of yeah. like, compete in all the way? Yeah, I was always... Um, um, active, sportingly yeah. active, and I was always. Um, I've been in a few fights at school and stuff like that. Who, so who I, isn't? <laughs> <laughs> so I could look after myself a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean. So um, yeah, it wasn't until my late teens, early twenties that I really, really, really got into um, martial arts properly. Okay. So growing up um, as a kid, who were your idols um, in martial arts then? Obviously, you look at people like Bruce Lee. Van Damme, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, people like that. So he um, should have been on last week's show. He should have been on the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have not had him. We should have kicked Tish off. We should have had him. No, 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 not him, man. Man was talking about Power Rangers. I thought he was going to Bollywood for a second. He did. There was two movies that he I was talking about Van Damme, Steven Seagal, Jet Li, you know what I mean? All that. and Yeah, oh yeah. You know what? They gave me a list of movies to watch when I get back home and stuff. You need to go watch these movies. What movie? What was the top one? Oh, right now the first the one raid. I made him watch was Bloodsport. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, good, yeah. That is yeah. good. No, I made him watch Bloodsport. That's the first one I made. Bloodsport's a made classic. Him. I mean, to be fair, yeah, if you watched it with a, a fresh pair of eyes today, probably not as good. But back then, I, I still watch it with my eyes from when I was a kid. So oh, yeah. I, I still enjoy it. Me and I him were talking about Best of the Best. Back. Oh, Best of the Best. <laughs> that's a classic. Yeah, man. You know that, innit? That's a classic. Yeah, he's got to watch that as well. The other one we were saying is. Big, little, big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble oh, Little that's China. <laughs> I love. He didn't make a, a sequel, innit? Yeah, I hope not. It was a sequel. That's, what's, that's what's in there, Hawks. In that, you know, the DVD. That's what I was going to watch last night. It's in there right now. What, I love no, to no, do a remake, original. Of it, but I don't think. They you can't do another Jack Burns. Oh, you need, yeah, you need Kurt Russell, innit? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think he should be the bus driver. He'd <laughs> be sick. Kurt Russell's amazing in that. It definitely was. So, um, but with regards to um, your, your martial artist, was there anyone in terms of those that were active in the UFC that you looked up to? I, like I said, there? I didn't know nothing about. No, the only person was so in my late teens. Like I say, in my earlier years, I, I couldn't get to watch him. Yeah. But um, I think I was about. I can't remember how old I was. I was uh, maybe like 15, 16 when I, f- I saw the first UFCs. And I think that was the ones that I saw with Vito Belfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I looked at Vito and he, he was like 18 or 19. And obviously I fancied myself as like a little bit of a hard kid or whatever. Yeah. And I thought, fuck me. He's a bit big, isn't it? Bastard. <laughs> I think I, if I'm 18, would I be able to have this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And um, obviously he's juiced up, isn't it? But um, yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I, that was my first guy I looked at where I thought, wow, yeah. he's amazing. He's sick. And then obviously Randy beat him in the final. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Vito was still my idol. Vito Belfort Sweet. was still my idol. And he's still yeah. kicking about in some of the um, other promotions, isn't he? I think, is he? I don't know, is he? I, th- I think he's, is he moved to Bellator or 
I don't know, to be one honest. Championship. I don't know I can't remember which one. I think one, he's moved over since he got cut from the UFC. That a lot of them have been active in other promotions. And I yeah, I, I didn't know um, about Vitor. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I assumed he retired or something. But no, I'm sure he's still kicking about. I'm sure he is. We'll have a look. I don't know. Um, Jay, what's your most uh, memorable moment um, being a uh, mixed martial artist? Most memorable moment? Uh, like in your pro career? Uh, probably, probably after, um, probably just some of the shows where the team was all together. So like when we all fought on the same card, so like UFC 105 was a good one. Um, you know, talk about that camaraderie. That is yeah, amazing. so all of us, you know what I mean? There was a lot of us that fought on that card. Mm. There was myself, there was Nick, um, there was Dan. Yeah. And you know, um, or we're all in the back, back of the change rooms, we're all one, we're all celebrating, yeah. the big picture together. I mean, even back in the days with Cage Warriors, when they used to do Enter the Rough House, obviously you used to have like myself on there, um, Dan, Daly, um, Jimmy, Dean. You so know, really, you us. didn't have a small team, you had everyone, didn't you? Oh, we had, um, I mean, over the years, the amount of people um, that was together, I mean, the, the, there's like a, um, a main core of us, but over the years, the amount of people that have been with this team is, is massive. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know when um when we was at Spence Street training, yeah. were you doing MMA back then? No, 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 no. No martial arts. You're a monster back then. You're massive. How old are you now? I'm 39. 39. Obviously, yeah. I was, I'm, I'm 32. <laughs> so obviously, yeah. I, I was I was a lot no, younger was, than you. But I was still. But the thing was, I was still light back then. So I, that's when I was back on the weights and. Just yeah, you looked like, good though back then. But you was you was big man. Yeah, but I was only like 72 kilos then. You know. Okay. You shredded but, though. So yeah. what? No, no boxing. Like, no MMA. Nothing back then though. Just weights. Like I say, it was mostly outside of the karate that I did at the club and uh, a bit of self-taught mm. stuff or the little bits that me and Embo used to do together. Um, yeah, I was just fitness and weight, okay. just do my own thing. But I, I never like, as far as like MMA grappling or anything, no. Okay. So last question: yeah. um, In your MMA career, have you sustained any serious injuries um, during? And if so, how long did it take to come back from them? So the I've I've, I've had like uh, various small injuries, like popped a bit of cartilage on the ribs, broke my nose. Got uh, got infection in my ear one time, um, cause well, Dan and Dean just ringed my ear. I was getting a cauliflower ear. As you can see, this ear is a bit fucked up. It looks like an orc's ear, but um, they syringed it a couple times for me, and it kept swelling back up with the blood in it. So I went to the hospital. And they did it for me, and then um, to stop it from filling back up, they put like um, a rubber patch either side and sewed it to keep the compression in it. Mm. Normally you could put like a bit of cotton wool in a clothes peg. Yep. But they did that and then my ear started killing. Like it blew up big, it was super red. Um, I, took, I went back to the hospital like about a few days later and they took it off and like I could feel all the pus coming out. It got infected. And this was before I had to fight Nick Lentz. This was like the week before. So I had to stay in the hospital. I was on the IV for about three days. Mm. But um, the main injuries that I'd say that I really had to suffer was I um the knee injury. Well, the one for Rob Sinclair and in my second fight, um I can't remember his name, it was on Paulie's show though. Paul did a show in Nottingham. And um I fought this kid and um uh, first twenty seconds, 
Um, he's tried to pull guard because he was more of a grappler and he, he didn't look like the most physical of guys. So I've come in there, obviously a bit ripped up, trying to put it on him. He's thought, fuck this. Jump guard. But as he's jumped guard, he's kind of like jumped on me and spun at the same time. My leg stayed where it was and my knee it's went out good. straight away. And um, I think I ended up, I think the way we fell, he ended up getting a triangle. So I've kind of carried on. And I'm thinking, my leg's fucked. Mm. Um, I felt like saying to the referee, like, ref, I've done something to my leg. But obviously, if I say that, obviously, the fight's yeah, over. Yeah. So I've carried on. I've got back to the corner. And uh, Nathan from Leicester Shoot and Paul, they was in my corner. I said to them, look, I've done something to my leg. And he's like, don't worry, just cramp. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I carried on the fight. And I think um, in the 12th minute, I think it was, um, he ended up quitting. Because... Um, Fortunately for me, he didn't recognize how bad my knee was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if really, he could, he could have just kicked me in the leg, I'd have gone over mm. and he would have ended up winning the fight. But he kept trying to take me down yeah. or, or fall to his back. And I ended up uh, um, landing some good shots from, from the guard yeah. and he tapped and I ended up winning the fight. But that, poor man. Um, so what was actually wrong with it then when you got it checked out? I don't know. The three doctors came in and moved my leg around and it's like, your knee's fucked. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's and the last thing you want to hear. Your knee's yeah. fucked, mate. <laughs> well, I didn't say your knee's fucked, but they came in and like, they pulled my leg and it go this way, that way, <laughs> every way. And um, they gave me a brace and said, you've done your ligaments in your knee, mate. How, how, how long was you in that brace for then? I was in the brace for um, a good few weeks. I was on crutches, in a brace. Yeah. I remember I used to go to the dispensary on my crutches. Mm, I remember that. Yeah, I used to go on my crutches. I had nothing else to do. Yeah, so yeah. I'd just do chin-ups, <laughs> do shit like that. But um, yeah, my knee was fucked for um, a good few months. Yeah. I didn't um, get any proper physio on it. So, and I didn't have a proper scan on it, but I know my knee was bad. Very, very bad. I know I, I didn't leave. I don't know if I completely snapped my ligaments, yeah. but I know it was bad. Is it cause you any problems now or? No, not, not now. But it, it took a while. It it did take a it took took a long time. I remember that night after the fight. Soon as the fight was done, as in the ring, and the fight had stopped, I, then I started to feel the pain yeah, yeah, yeah. badly. Mm. I mean, I was trying to knee him with my good leg, and I could feel my knee kept popping out. Shit. And um, yeah, I could hardly walk on it. And then soon as the fight stopped, that's it. The pain kicked in, and oh my god! I remember sitting in the car, and I pulled the chair all the way back, stretched out my leg. And it hurt me just to turn like this. It was hurting yeah, my yeah. knee. I went home. My brother had to help me up the stairs, carry me up and everything. I was laying in the bed, took my top off. So blood and sweat all over me. I just had to lie there until I could go to the hospital in the morning. I went with my mum. Um, they had no wheelchairs, nothing for me. So I was hopping around the hospital on one leg, yeah. yeah. Still sweaty and dirty and shit. And um, yeah, they had a look at me. Gave me the brace, gave me some crutches, and sent me home. Yeah. Well, how was your mum in terms of being supportive of you getting into MMA and stuff? Uh, she... My mum and dad have always been supportive. Yeah. Um, it's not ideal. No. Um, not necessarily for um, damage or anything like that. But it's like go get a real job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, they've always been pretty supportive. They've never really been negative in the sense like. Uh, no, you can't do this, mm. and or we're not going to support you with it. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean, Andre. All right, you do what you want to do. I'd rather you do something else, but mm. they've always been supportive of it. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're good parents. Nice Did they come and watch any of your fights? Yes, 
They came to Vegas for the finale with Russ. Yeah. You fought him twice, right? No, I fought only for Russ once. Okay. Yeah. Russ. I don't think I've ever um, had a rematch. Only person I've ever had a rematch with was Colin Fletcher because we had a K1 bout and then we had an MMA bout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it. Outside of that, I don't think I've ever had a rematch with any with anyone. So outside of MMA, yeah. how many bouts have you had in K1 kickboxing? Or only a couple. Um, so like I said, um, karate-wise, I did a few full contact fights. Um, I went to a tournament, I got disqualified. <laughs> Me and this kid kept grabbing each other. You're not allowed to grab, we kept grabbing each other and it started to get a bit out of hand. Um, if I took one look at you, you go, fuck this guy, I'll just grab one too. <laughs> so when I was young, this is like 17, 18. Uh, early on in the days, uh, in Comrie, uh, one of the coaches at uh, Nuts MMA, uh, great coach, great guy. Um, he helped me out a lot in my early years when we was out, when we was all training at, um, in Nottingham together. And he was one of the main guys for us. Um, and he still coaches at Nuts MMA, which was basically Bushido MMA, which Lee Livingston made. And Lee Livingston was another one of the core guys of Rough House. Because we used to train at a gym called um, um, Raw, I think it was. Got you. So when I first met Dan and Paul, I said, look, come over to Nuts, come train with us. So I started going over and then Dan brought Lee in as well as a jiu-jitsu coach. Um, Jimmy started coming over as well. And um, then Lee was like, listen, uh, I'm going to make my own gym. Yeah. Um, so then he made Bushido MMA and that's what basically Nuts MMA is now. So but, um, sorry, as far as um, K1 bouts, Owen Comrie, he used to coach us uh, with our kickboxing and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Well, Muay Thai. And... Um, he used to put on a show. I can't remember the name of the show now, but um, I fought on his show. And then I fought Colin Fletcher one time. And then I fought another kid, um, Ryan Edmondson, I think it is. Edmonton or Edmondson, I think it is. And, but that's it, as far as um, K1 bouts. Ain't Colin Fletcher the one that was in the UFC as well for a short period of time? No, I don't think Colin's ever been to the UFC. Um, He's Vito Freak show, he used to fight Obama. Uh, Vito Belfort, he actually was with one championship four days ago. He just announced his split. Oh, okay. so I, don't, I don't know what he's doing now, but he was supposed to have a big fight coming up. Okay. But, um, just a quick look. But um, no, it's wicked. But high caliber guys that you train with. Um, and there's a couple of other gyms that you've been at as well. Lions MMA. Um, oh, yeah, I coach um, at Lions. Yeah. Where else do you coach? I'm just at Cuba and Lions. So Cuba's your place? Yeah. And then Lions is where you go to. Um, to in coverage. Also, um, I started, when I first started coaching, I was coaching at Lions yep. um, years and years ago. Um, like when they kind of first started, myself yeah. and Jimmy were coaching there. Um, so I've always been there. I've had a great relationship with them. Raj, who um, owns the gym, top guy. Yep. Um, and they've got some good guys there, real good guys, some good yep. up-and-comers. Uh, I get along great with them, so they've always got my loyalty, Sweet. obviously, but I do my thing at Cuba here in Leicester as well. Yeah, yeah, wicked. We'll get over to that in a bit. Yeah, yeah. Titch, hand over to you with regards to a couple of questions. So, I, I, what I want to ask you is, um, you know, previously when you spoke that, you know, you've got a good right hand, um, yeah. you've mentioned that to me that, you you know, GSP called you out for a training camp. Yeah, How yeah. was that? Oh, uh, yeah, that was good. Um, so, for one of the fights I had, I think it was a against I think it was when I fought in Charlotte I can't remember it, um, I can't remember his last name they called him Tractor um, but that's his nickname Tractor but um, um, when I was there we were warming up myself and well not warming up but we was in the uh, workout room and uh, I met Faras there yeah. 
I met him briefly and um, he was cool with us, innit? And then um, obviously I had fought a couple of times and um, George was coming up for his fight against Josh Koscheck. And um, he said that, um, you know, he, he liked the way I threw the right hand, a little similar. He needed somebody who could throw a good right hand like that mm. in the uh, build up for the Koscheck fight. Yeah. That was one of Koscheck's most dangerous, more dangerous weapons. And uh, so he asked me to come out to um, Montreal to help him out for that fight. And obviously I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, but I'm not going to say no. So I went out there, um, great team, um, good people. So yeah, it was um, a real good opportunity and I enjoyed it. How is GSP as a person? Yeah, he's a good dude, yeah. man. Are you still in touch with him? No, I've not spoken to George in a, in a good few years, but um, yeah, man, real good. Andre's on first name basis, we're like, George. yes, George. <laughs> well, no, I call everyone by their first name. I only call people by their nicknames or yeah, anything yeah. like that. No, that's blessed, man. That must have been an experience, though, in terms of a, a legend within the UFC side of things. Yeah, because I remember when I first got there, um, I got a taxi and I went straight down there. And, you know, I mean, George is just like a... just. Just like a real nice normal guy, you know. Hey, how's it going? You're right. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he was safe as fuck, man. Everybody there, man. Yeah. I really, I really like them. They're 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 a good team. Um, I like Faras. Very intelligent. Um, you know, I mean, they're all tough guys and mm. they train hard, but they're all very smart, yeah. well educated, and you know, what I mean, there's a there's a good mind behind it. Do you think that's the difference in terms of the way they dri they train? in comparison to some of the guys that just try and smash each other up and then shorten their longevity in MMA is because they're training smarter in terms of knowing that they've done the graft to then train sensibly and only kind of give 100% when you're in a little Yeah, fight. so, um, you know, um, there's different trains of thoughts on it. And I guess with um, different people, different people need different things. Mm. You know, I mean, some people might operate or might perform better with that yeah. harder sparring. Some people might need that. You know, uh, other people maybe might not need it as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, I guess it's an individual thing, but I, I lean more towards the way uh, TriStar, those kind of guys yeah, yeah. do it, you know. Do you think it just kind of reduce the amount of injuries that you go into a fight with? Yeah. I mean, look, um, when you're training, obviously at the end of the day, you're fighting. Obviously, there's the intrinsic goal of becoming champion. Mm and you know winning the belt and being the best yeah obviously there's the external rewards of money so a lot of fighters obviously you're a prize fighter so you're fighting for money yeah obviously i want to get to the fight in as best condition as i can do yeah and give myself the best opportunity to win the fight so as much as i want to train hard there's no good me turning up to the fight with tons of injuries yeah. i mean there's a lot of times fighters going to fight with niggles and stuff like that but um i mean ideally you want to go in there in the best possible shape yeah, yeah. give yourself the best possible chance so talk, talking if you're about you know, beat up all the time or overtrained all the time yeah. you're not going to get the best out of yourself so when you did all or nothing that was a seven-man tournament wasn't it yes and you won that yes what condition was you in then? Did you go in fairly fresh? Because you knew you had to fight more than one person on the night, didn't you? No, I was in good condition for that fight. I was in good condition. Yeah. 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 And what did it feel like winning that, knowing that you just kind of annihilated everyone that was in front of you? Um, yeah, it felt good. That, that was another um, good moment. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good we, we've night. We've done our research. <laughs> yeah, that was a good night. I remember that night. Very good night, but my legs were fucking aching, man. I can imagine. Oh, my God. It hurt me to kick. <laughs> 
to kick somebody, you hurt me. Bastard. Yeah, seriously, my legs started to seize up when I got home. Like, we was in the car, me and Emerson. Yeah. And we was driving back and we stopped at the petrol station. Obviously, I've been sitting in the car. And I went to get out of Oh, yeah, fuck. And seriously, <laughs> man, all my feet, my legs, my shins and everything, they were sore. Shackle, like, it didn't man. hurt me too bad. Like, the first fight I did, got mm. a little bit of bruising. The second fight, I could feel it a bit more. By the third fight, Artem fight, oh, my, yeah, everything was hurting me by then. And then, like I say, by the time um, I got home, oh, my God, my shit was hurting, man. Yeah,